Hey everybody, this is your host, Barbara Fitch, and you're listening to the Balanced Self Podcast, the show that explores different aspects of the life balance we are in search of, and for people who are seeking to find more balance both personally and professionally. This episode begins our new quarter where we will address embracing and leading a change mindset. Some of the topics we will explore this quarter are centered around enlarging our view of diversity, equity, and inclusion, how to lead, learn, and follow simultaneously, and the differences between influence, control, title, and authority. These are topics you won't want to miss. Stay tuned. In today's episode, we're going to talk about expanding our view of diversity, equity, and inclusion with executive coach and author Debbie Neely, who will tell us a little bit about her new book. I am sure our listeners will want to know about who you are and what you do and all the good stuff. Great, Barbara. Well, I'm happy to share that. I love to talk about myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I am a coach, a leader, and a continuous learner. And um, for 30, almost 30 years, I worked at a Fortune 50 company. And over half of that time, um, I was a leadership coach and a leadership development facilitator. And so that's really where I found my passion for coaching, my passion for all things leadership. And after finding that passion, I decided to go out and, and meet even more leaders. So the last few years, I've been out on my own, I'm working with leaders from all different industries, all levels of leadership. Um, and it's just been really, really exciting to see just the, the, you know, the drive and the results that leaders can get and that the impact they have on other people's lives. And so um, it's, it's nice coming to work every day and living your passion. So I am out on my own um, doing a lot of coaching, but recently I got together with two of my friends. We call ourselves Coaches Three, um, Joanne Auger and Kevin Fusilier. Um, all of us share that passion for coaching leadership and we really want to support leaders because we know that leadership is hard. So we wrote a book. Um, it's called The Word on Coaching, Words to Live, Lead, and Coach By. We also have a podcast. And we support leaders, whether you have the title or not. So it's really for everybody. Um, because we know that if you, if you think about your life, I bet you're a leader. If you think about some aspect of your life at home or work or church or in your community, um, if you're in a committee, I, I bet that you're a leader. And so the, the book and the podcast really goes for everyone where we give tips and information and stories about one word at a time. And um, what I really like the best about it, Barbara, is that at the end of each, we give you an opportunity to do your own reflection of, okay, so what does this mean to me? And how can I use this information in my life? So that's a little about, bit about me and about um, my best-selling book that recently has come out. Well, I am excited to read it. I have not read it yet, but I am excited because I keep hearing about it. And also what Debbie did not mention is that she's also a coach with us here at MSB Coach. And we really enjoy our time with her. And we are certainly looking forward to reading this wonderful book. If you happen to be on social media and you see the word on coaching, I suggest you check it out because I plan to do so as well. And so Debbie, we really want to thank you for... Um, coming and joining us here on Balanced Self. Uh, be sure to check out the Word on Coaching. And at the end of this podcast, I will let you know where you can get this book from. So we're going to just dive right into our podcast right now. And we're going to um, talk a little bit about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, with the pandemic along came some increased mindfulness of 
social justice. And because of this, uh, many of our organizations have had to rethink how they have approached diversity, equity, and inclusion. And this, I feel like, has caused a shift in organizational values and social responsibilities. And some of our employees are feeling their authentic selves, but some of them are not. And this is not due to anything that we've done wrong, but I just think it's due to the stress of our call what we call next normal and new leadership and new changes um, in workplace cultures and responsibilities. So Debbie, my first question to you is how do you think diversity, equity, and inclusion have affected the post-pandemic workplace? Barbara, I feel like we talked a little bit about diversity before the pandemic. If you would hear it, it was a buzzword for a while. But to be honest, a lot of times you'd hear about it and people were talking about it, but they weren't walking the talk, right? So they would say things, but then you'd be like, well, what are you actually doing? Or what are the results that you're actually seeing? Or what's changing at your organization? Um, and I feel like after the, the last couple of years between the pandemic and the social injustices that you mentioned and you know, just different things, I think people really stepped back and rethought their values and said, what is really most important to me? And maybe some of those had shifted, or maybe they just felt like, you know what, I haven't been in alignment with my values all this time. I, I kind of let some things go, or I tolerated some things I just don't want to tolerate anymore. And so what I'm seeing is organizations and leaders, um, and even employees making some hard decisions now where they're stepping back and they're saying, you know what, this organization doesn't align with my values or my leader is out of sync with my values. So I'm going to make a, a decision and I'm going to leave. So organizations are really struggling with retaining employees in some cases um, or attracting, you know, talent to their organizations. Um, in a lot of cases, it's because people realize they deserve to be respected and appreciated. And if they're not going to get that, then they're willing to make the tough choices that maybe they weren't so willing to make before. The other word I'm hearing a lot about, and you mentioned it, is that authenticity. And people are saying, you know what, I, I don't feel like I'm myself when I come to work. I don't feel like I can be myself when I come to work, or I feel like they expect something different from me. And it's not that they want to be um, unprofessional. They're still professional. But I think people are starting to realize that there's different ways that things can be done. Um, there's different ideas, there's different ways to think about things or look at things or ideas that maybe we didn't think about before we can, we can think about now. And so that's opened up a lot of this um, you know, diversity back into the, the workplace. And then the two words that really I, you, know, you would hear again about, but you, there wasn't much being done about was that inclusion and equity. And I feel like now you're starting to hear words like advocate, like who's your advocate? Who advocates for you in the room when you're not in the room? And how are you meeting those people? And how are we making sure that you get opportunities that maybe, you know, maybe we were only giving opportunities to certain people. We want to open that up. Um, and I think people are also more willing to ask for the opportunities, right? That's part of our responsibility is to own it ourselves. Maybe our leader doesn't know we're interested in leadership until we raise our hand and say, I want to be a leader. And then they may have been like, okay, I never knew that. So let me give you some opportunities. And the last thing I'll say about this, Barbara, is that not only are people speaking up more for themselves, I feel like after the pandemic, I feel like there's a lot more courage out there. I feel like people are doing more of speaking up for others, you know, going to someone and saying, hey, maybe you didn't realize this, but when you said this in a meeting, it 
it didn't, it, 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 you know, made this person feel bad or it maybe I just want to make you aware of that. And they're speaking up for, for other people more often. I agree with that. I think one of the things that I really enjoyed you saying, and I, and I, I don't think we use this word enough when we are talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion is advocation. I don't think that we, we talk about that enough. And I think that um, organizations have had to take a more focused look at um, at their company's social obligation statements, uh, along with their DEI policies and their community investment initiatives. I mean, now, even though there has been a renewed focus on DEI over the last decade, I still think that employees feel left out. But I don't believe it's because there are issues with the policies themselves. I just think there's been a shift in the culture. And it's not like we haven't been talking about it. But, you know, let's think about it, what we've been through the last couple of years. So our our, our leaders are focusing more on how can we save the culture or how do we adapt to um, this this new this new normal? You know, we use that word a lot and we've used it in our podcast a lot, but you know, I'm now terming it next normal and hoping that phrase catches on because I think that we are in a next normal and I think we're going to continue to be in that next normal. But you know, I do agree. I think that we've been using these buzzwords for years and we have been focusing on these things for years, but it's kind of gone by the wayside a little bit. And it's not because we're digressing it's because we're just we're, we're busy our minds are busy with trying to save the world and trying to figure out what what's going to happen next and how we're acclimating to our new work environments and you know I think that leaders are recognizing that there are um, inequities and they're making DEI uh, initiatives a priority so that organizations can build a more supportive and inclusive uh, culture, which brings me to my next question. Uh, what are some strategies organizations can adopt to increase inclusion? Yeah, so I have some ideas and takeaways that leaders and organizations can try. I do want to take you back off of something you just said, Barbara, because a lot of times I'll talk to leaders and they'll say, but my organization isn't doing this, or I don't feel like my organization is doing enough. And I always remind them that you own the environment for your team. So do your part, right? You can't just sit there and point the finger and say, well, I'm not going to do my part because they're not doing their part. You know, as a leader, you own the environment and the culture for your team. And, and so a lot of times you've got to control what you can control and let go of the other things. I think that's a really important point. For people out there, if you, you know, if you have that influence, use it, right? Um, so the most important thing, this is probably um, not going to surprise anybody coming from a coach, but the first tip that I would give is create a coaching culture in your organization. That coaching culture is all about being built on a foundation of trust. And the pieces of, the, of that trust really come from the mutual respect. And again, we don't all have to like each other and be best friends and hang out all the time, but we, we should have a mutual respect for each other when we're in the workplace. That helps with the relationships. We need to be aware of our biases because we're not robots. We all have them. We're, you know, we're, we all have that judgment going. We, we have to figure out how to notice it and manage it um, and really make sure that we're, we're looking for good in people and we're, we're recognizing it and acknowledging them for it when we see it. Um, it was funny when I was thinking about this before Barbara, I had written down, you know, people want to feel heard and I thought, I'm going to change that up. It's not about feeling heard. They need to be heard, right? So we need to be good listeners. We need to make sure we're trying to understand where someone's coming from. We don't have to agree with them to try to understand them and understand where they're coming from. So be curious about people, ask questions, 
um, you know, again, man manage that, that bias. So those are all some things you can do. I think too, instead of just giving feedback all the time, get in the habit of asking for feedback um, and then doing something with the feedback. So people are, you know, if they're telling you, hey, you know, this, this doesn't work for me or I need this, I need more of this or less of this, you know, ask for that and then do something about it. Flex your style to theirs, you know, the, what, how they like to be communicated with or how they like to be rewarded instead of doing everything the way that you like it um, is another great tip for people. And then I think as organizations really being strengths focused. So what are people good at? You know, our brains tend to look at what are people not good at, right? And, and even in ourselves, like, I don't know about you, Barbara, but a lot of times I focus so much on what I'm not doing well at and what's not going well. I have to force myself to say, okay, but this week, these are the things that I did do well or, or that do go well. And so focusing people and helping them do that mindset shift to strengths as individuals, but also strengths as teams. I think those are all things that people can do in their organization um, to really increase that, that inclusion. You know, I, I appreciate that. That is a very strong point. And I love what you said about biases because we do beat ourselves up because we have biases. And it doesn't mean that we are horrible or we don't believe. It just means that we just have different biases and we get caught up in that. And so we don't think about what strategies we can uh, provide to, to support our organizations with diversity, um, equity, and inclusion because we all have different cultures within our, these workplaces. And, and even, even if it's hybrid and even if it's remote and even if it's, if it's in person, there's still culture there. And one of the other things I, I heard you say, and it just, it was so profound, is like, we all have different views, we, but we should support each other. Even if we don't understand it, we still should be supportive to each other. And so I really appreciate your answer on that because we get so bogged down into... Um, not hurting each other's feelings, but we don't want to step on toes or we don't want to mention things. There are a lot of things in the world that we don't agree with, but it doesn't mean we can't support it. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of things that we we focus on that's not really all that important, like like what you just said. Like, you know, we focus on days where we're like, oh my gosh, I just did not do my best or I'm not doing this right. Or I'm not doing that right. And we don't really focus on the good things. So I think that's a good point you know, we don't get caught up in the, in the everyday stuff. So it's important that we uh, try to try to do those things and try to be as diligent as we can with those. So keeping a balanced life is very important and it's uh, good for our mental and our physical well-being while we all mean well, we don't always take care of ourselves like we should. And we don't make our physical and our well-being a priority. What are you learning, uh, have learned or currently practicing about keeping balance in your life? Yeah, I love this question, Barbara, and I love that you all do this podcast um, specifically on the balanced self, because I do, I feel this is another one of those things that was kind of talked about before, but, you know, the last couple of years have really driven this home, right? How are you taking care of yourself um, and how important that is and how, again, that, that needs to be on our list. That's our responsibility to take care of ourselves. Um, for me, the big thing I'm focusing on this year and everyone can help me with this, is in, I, I bet there's people out there going to be like, oh my gosh, I, I hear you, um, is setting boundaries, right? Asking for help, saying no to things, um, and putting those boundaries in place. And how, how much do I work? Stop working on the weekends, right? Um, 
if if I can't if I'm not good at something, like I am not a technical person. So I I got people in my life that I call for those technical questions, right? So knowing that I, I can't do it all, I need to set some boundaries, I need to say no to things, um, has been something that's really saved me a lot of stress this year. Um, learning, learning how to do that. I think um, working in time in my schedule to slow down so that I can reflect, or when we talk about taking care of ourselves, just go for a walk and and disconnect a little bit. I had to do a whole mindset shift around that being productive time. In my head, I kept thinking, well, if you take a 30 minute walk, you're not being productive. No, I am being productive, right? I'm clearing my head, I'm coming back with better ideas. I can, I'm getting my energy back. Um, And I think the other thing that I've learned when it comes to balancing, balancing myself is remembering that I have choices. So I would get myself into this place where I would be like, oh my gosh, either I, I don't do all these things this week and I'm a big failure, a big loser, right? Or I do all these things, I'm going to have to work 20 hours a day, every day. You know, and those are the only two choices I would give myself. And now I'm like, okay, wait a minute, what are the other choices here? You know, And re- reminding myself of that and opening my mind up to the options has really, really helped me become more balanced and um, really take care of myself more. I can agree with that as well. I have not been very good at setting boundaries or I wasn't as good at setting boundaries until the last couple of years. And I've been back in the workforce after the pandemic. And I was like, okay, I felt obligated to take on a lot because I felt like I'd been sitting for two years and I'm like, I just have to, you know, I have to do this. And so I realized that it was time for me to take a step back and it's okay to set boundaries and say no and take a 30 minute walk. Like you just said, it's, it's good for your mind. It's good for your, um, your well-being. It's good. It just, it, it just, it just feels your spirit. It feels your soul, it makes you feel good all over, you know? And so even in the winter time, you know, when the seasons start to change, I think that's a great time to walk and reflect and go outside because things are starting to change and it shifts your mind. So I do appreciate that. I'm going to take some of your some of your advice here, and I hope some of our listeners will do the same. I'm going to have to wrap this up, and um, so I really want to thank you, Debbie, for your ideas and your thoughts and your insights. And we hope you'll come back again, and maybe next time you'll have book number two. Um, but if you would like a copy of the Word on Coaching, you can purchase it on Amazon. And for our listeners, we couldn't do any of this without your support. And so we thank you for listening and being a part of this journey with us. Well, this wraps up this episode of Balanced Self. You won't want to miss our next episode where we will talk about influence and inspiration versus control, title, and authority. Until next time. Leaders who provide a coaching culture create a safe, committed, and supportive environment. At MSB Coach, we offer our Leaders Who Coach coaching culture experience where we can offer you the tools you need to build effective coaching skills and learn about the benefits of building a coaching culture within your organization. For more information, you can visit our website at www.msbcoach.com. Also, if you would like more information on this episode, you can email us at podcast at mspcoach.com or connect with us on our Facebook page or our LinkedIn page. Thank you for joining us today. We would love to hear your feedback and your takeaways. 
We hope you have learned something to help center yourself both personally and professionally. And please share this podcast with anyone who is looking to find more balance. Thank you.